0: Welcome to the United Cast. It's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United. I'm your host Matthew, and today talking about our one 0 win away from home against Nottingham Forest in the FA Cup, putting us through to the quarterfinals to face Liverpool. Not in the next game, but in the next round. Um, yeah, it 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 wasn't good. Um, it's really really a shame to see in this game and in the Fulham game. That we just have forgotten how to play football, apparently. Um, it's, uh, so I, I was watching um, United People's TV this week, and uh, Sam put out a video talking about... Um, and I will circle this background to a point I'm going to try and make. To so players he thinks is going to be here in two years' time... And I'm not going to spoil the video because it's a very interesting one. But there wasn't very many. And I looked at this squad for the first time today. Well, not for the first time. With different eyes today. Not because of the video, but because of... i uh, I'd just been thinking about, like, Ineos coming in and Jim Radcliffe. And all, all these, like, changes that are supposed to be happening. I think we need more of a squad overhaul than what we realise. And from what... We, we We've needed more of a squad overhaul than what I realised as well. Um, there's probably a good chunk of players, even the ones that started, I think need to be moved on in the summer. Um, and I saw another video this week of, uh, I think the video itself was 10 minutes, but I didn't watch the whole thing of Ajax versus Barcelona from a few years ago. When Ten Hag was there, I don't know what Ajax are like now. They've sort of fallen apart a little bit. And the question was raised as to, okay, why can't Eric do this at Man United? If you just specifically look at the way that they are playing football, <clears throat> I would probably say 60 to 80, so let's say 70. I would say a good 70% of this squad will will never be able to play football in that way. There's just certain individuals in this team, and, and it's not it's not even just... The technical ability of individuals—you really need a lot of communication to be able to pass the way that they pass. And watching this team today, and like there's so many players, and it, it almost was a re- in terms of the actual performance, it was almost a repeat performance of what we did against Fulham. Some of our players are just getting lost, and. In in, the, in just the most... Not even just sort of, oops, I accidentally did this tactical part of the game badly. I'm talking about really, really basic stuff. And look, I know it's a cliche thing to say like... Oh, you know, they, they, they've they forgotten the basics. How are some of these people, footballers and... I mean, some some players in the past I have watched. Not just from our team, but from other teams. And thought, how did you end up being a professional footballer? Like, there, there is some players out there, aren't there, that you think... How did, you, how did you end up in this team? Like, you know what I mean? Um, and I don't, I don't want to sit here and moan for 10, 20 minutes of like, oh, the passing was this and that. I, just, I really just don't understand what's what's going on. Because surely, surely, in training, you must be... And then I'm again talking about just basic five-yard passes, communication, overplaying the ball, underplaying the ball, um, passing back or attempting to pass back to teammates and the ball goes to the opposition... And credit to Nottingham Forest, I thought they played very well, but we also made it really easy for them. <laughs> it almost seemed like they were surprised at points, and to be honest, I thought they should have beaten us, if 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 I'm being honest, which is what I always tried to do. But, you know, we, we had our moment. We had our moment, Bruno crossing it into Casemiro, of course, long, nonsensical VAR check. Um, but... I mean I'm I'm going to do more of a bit of a not a deep dive necessarily but more of a dive in the player ratings as to like the there's, there's a lot of players in this squad I thought oh you're kind of good at doing this thing I'd maybe keep you there's a few of those players now I'm just like no you you it's just time to move a good chunk of this team on um and look maybe we get surprised maybe we play the same team on Sunday and we beat city and we and we, we, we we suddenly play really well again maybe that happens but if we're talking long term and actually trying to get back to the top in whatever way shape or form that look, that's going to look like there's just some of these players in this team that ju- they just cannot do it and i've seen so many videos and tweets and you you name it you know media coverage if you want to call it that of ten hag can't do this ten hag can't do that ten hag should go for this ten hag this ten hag that and I, I i thought about how we played against fulham and looked at how we played today. And I just don't really think it's Eric's fault. Some some small things might be. But I'm sorry. But no matter what player you are. Or what manager you are. If you can't make a five yard pass. Like. It, I'll just give a random example. If Casemiro or Max can, cannot make five yard passes to each other. That's not because of Ten Hag. Casemiro has won five Champions Leagues. And, like, suddenly him and a, b- a bunch of other people, like, okay, is not one, hardly anything, but he's 27. Like, you should be able to make five-year passes. You shouldn't need your managers to tell you how to do that. um To me, the manager's job has always been, okay, I'm going to select you guys who I think can do this thing, which means I'm, I'm going to set up a game plan of a, sp- a specific idea or a thing to do, and I'm going to set you lot out. On this team, who I think can do it, and we're gonna, you're gonna be coached and you're gonna be trained to learn to do the specific thing. But that's more of a sort of okay, what style of play and all, all, all this kind of deep, more deep tactical things. Because to, to be honest, again, when it comes to like. I really doubt that when Eric's thinking, oh, should I play should I play Casemiro or should I play McTominay? Which one of them can make a five-yard pass? They both should be able to make a five-yard pass. And I'm not just picking on the two of them. I'm just using them as an example. Um, or if he's thinking, hmm, should I play Garnaccio on the left or Garnaccio on the right? Which, which angle is he better at crossing from? It should be about partnerships and communications and, uh, communications and stuff like this. Um, that's where you get more into the deep, more tactical stuff. Not like, oh who should i pick based on who can make a 5 yard pass your entire squad even the under 16s or I, I don't know how young it goes these days um should be able to make a 5 yard pass it's just really really shocking and there was just some really there's just some really bizarre things that we were trying to do in this game and i just i don't really know why it's happening or why it's what's going on um injuries are definitely a problem in terms of playing the people who should be able to do those more difficult things. Um, and that certainly is affecting certain stuff. But I'm, ju- I'm just really talking about the basics. I'm not talking about like... Oh we couldn't play... You know... A pressing game because we've got Mano instead of McTominay. Well, I- I'm not really talking about that. And it's just it's just bizarre. It, it just really really is bizarre. Uh, I think Nottingham Forest deserved to beat us. I, I-, I do because I thought that they played better and worked harder than what we did. Um... I don't know, and then we just get, yeah, scrappy kind of goal at the end, so, um, anyway, let's get into the summary, let um, my screen brighter so I can see it, uh, so I'm happy that we won, happy that we're in the quarterfinal, look, you've got to be in it to win it, and I really want to win the FA Cup, because, okay, mathematically we can win the league, but are we actually going to do that? I, I doubt it, I very much doubt it, it's probably probably between the top three, between Liverpool, City, Arsenal, because there's only two points in between. I think there's only two points in between those three teams. Um, like I said, what was it a few weeks ago or something? I can't remember how many weeks ago. The goal I see now is third or fourth. I don't really mind which because I don't think it makes much of a difference. Third or fourth, the Champions League spot and win the FA Cup. Um, the, the absolute bare minimum in terms of, you know, really considering the managerial position is, okay, can you get back into Champions League? And I've heard this... A bit of this commentary recently from different places and spaces, of oh, why should Man United bother to get in the Champions League if we can't get out of the group stage? So we should just, we we shouldn't bother with trying to what? Like okay, we might not okay ne- next year if we're in it, we'll have a different group, hopefully a different squad, and you try again. Like, I I don't understand. I get the more negative side of that, which is like, hey, if you can't progress in this thing, what's the point in being in it? Well, Man United should be in the Champions League every single season. How far we get is depend on how how things go. But, yeah, I don't really understand that sort of commentary. So what, we should try finish 6th or 7th or something? Like, I don't know. Sometimes the internet says some... uh, Strange stuff. But in terms of me even remotely trying to go into did we do enough pass and move, did we do enough of this and that? We didn't really do enough of anything. Um I actually don't really know how we how we won this game and how we didn't lose it. because um, there was some just just truly not even just oh you did that pass and it's bad, but you did that pass and your choice to make that pass or do that movement It's not only bad, but just I'm genuinely I'm genuinely confused as to what the attempt was. Whether the attempt was good or bad, excuse me, a different thing. But what were you trying to do in the first place? It's it's the 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 bar is that sort of low, and it's certainly in terms of the last two games. God, dear, Um, yeah. There's nothing written down here in the first half. Uh, for those of you that want to know which app I use, by the way, it's called FlashScore. I think I've mentioned that before, but in case you want to look at the same <clears throat> stats in the same way that I do, um, I'm not going to lie, I, I, because I've been a little bit tired today because, you know, I'm a human and that's what happens, I did almost genuinely doze off in the first half, like, and I'm never really somebody who, like, oh, the first half was so boring, I fell asleep, um... But it was just dozy and weary, the, the, the first half, and there's nothing written down here for the first half, and I can't remember anything that happened in the first half, so we're going to skip past that, uh, and there's not much written down here for the second half either, uh, Anthony on for, sorry not Anthony, Diallo on for Anthony, um, I would have pretty much done the same thing in terms of the subbed at that particular point in the game, Anthony not had his worst game, but I don't think anybody was really great today. Um, but he did do better than, than usual, but it was good to see Diallo given some time as well. And I also do think it was... Like, he wasn't going to switch Gennacher to the right and play Anthony or Diallo on the left. So I think Anthony's just, you know, right winger for right winger. So I, I would have pretty much done the same thing. Uh, then Lindelof got booked for something, um... Can't remember what that was. There's a couple of incident. There's a couple of incidents uh, to actually talk about from the game itself. I'm like things that weren't right Things that aren't written down here. Um, I'm genuinely baffled as to how Rashford didn't get a penalty. And there seemed to be this just the immediate like, nah, nah, nah. It's not a penalty. Okay, so Rashford's run through in on goal. The two because there's two defenders that just sandwich him and clatter into him. I didn't, I don't think you're allowed to do that in a game of football, but maybe I need to look at the rule book of football again or, or whatever. But and neither of them, neither of them get any of the ball at all. It's like, okay, neither of them touch the ball at all, they both make a lot of contact on Rashford, nearly injured him. So, why is it not a penalty? Because, let's say you take one of these players out the uh, equation, and one of them clatters into him, that would be given as a penalty. But the idea from what I was hearing and stuff was, oh, because he's got nowhere to go, and um, he can't progress, then it's, it's not a foul. That makes no sense to me. That just... So... If if one player had done that to him, it would have been a penalty. But two players clattering, two players clattering into one player, giving him because it's not like Rashford could have dodged out of the way, or I don't, I don't know, and neither of them got any of the ball. Why is it not a foul? Why is it? Why is it not a penalty? I, I just, yeah, bizarre to me. Uh, what was the other situation in the game? Um, not a Forest player should have been sent off at the end. And as much as, you know, I don't like Bruno or whatever, obviously that's irrelevant to what happened. I had his hand around, I don't know what the player's name was, had his hand around Bruno's throat. Uh, do we remember, a, I think it was last season when Casemiro grabbed the collar of another player, I can't remember what the team was, and he got sent off for that. But nah, nah, that's fine. You you can just do that to a main player. But he actually did have his hand around his throat. Why you have your hand anywhere near his neck is another question. Um, but I think that should have been a red card as well. Because, again, why not? Uh, there was something else that happened in the game. Um, I can't remember what it was. though. Maybe my memory will be jogged when I talk about a player or something. Um, then you've got Casimiro scored a goal. Um, last sort of minute, late goal. Um, Bruno, I thought Bruno just kicked it straight in. and Well, I didn't think he kicked it straight in. I thought he just put the ball in the box and no one got... A touch on it, but Casemiro did get a flick on it. Uh, Got his head cut in the um, in the process Um, because the player, I guess, had a high foot or whatever against him. But he but he scored. Um, And uh, for some reason, I didn't really feel anything when this goal went in. I don't know why. I don't know. This game just made me feel a bit numb, really. Of just. Okay, I want this team to fight and obviously win everything. But, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm a bit tired or maybe it's just the game or... I, I don't know what it was. Or it was just, hey, here's another late scrappy goal at the end against Forest. Um And we hadn't earned it. And Forest had earned more out of the game. So, maybe it's, I just didn't feel like we'd earned the goal or earned the win. I don't know, I just didn't really feel... Yeah, happy we're through to the next round and I still desperately want to win the FA Cup, but yeah, there's a goal. Gave us the win. That's that's it. This just felt like another one of those, alright, nick a goal, you know, go on to the next one. And when you do that quite a lot of times, which we have done this season, or we've won a lot of games by one goal it can get a bit maybe it's just started to weigh on me kind of these these 1-0s 2-1s 3-2s all these close games and it can be really really thrilling to score a goal right at the end and and win a game but i don't know this it plus it didn't feel like oh this is the goal that's won the game because there was still some time left um and i didn't feel like oh we've won it in there 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 and then at that sort of moment so just felt a bit differently whereas you look at I've got quite a few examples, obviously, you've got the uh, Mano-Cobby goal against Wolves, that was the game-winning goal, you've got the Hoyland one against Villa, that was brilliant, you've got, um, what was the other one recently, McTominay against, was it Villa away, I think, the the 2-1, and a few others, but this just, I don't know, just just didn't remotely hit in the same way, so, Uh, then some more subs, Um, I don't really, again, just like with the Fulham game, I don't really know who was playing where at the end of this game. Um, Evans was on for Amrabat and Maynard Cobby was on for uh, McTominay. I'm not sure who was up front, although we don't have a striker right now. So, I don't know. There's a lot of injuries. Things are very messy. And I I guess it just weighed on me a little bit in this game of like... We've got a really depleted squad. We've got people all out of position. We've got a terrible midfield that can't control the ball... We we haven't got a striker, um, we should have had a penalty and we didn't, and it just, I guess it just, it weighed me down a bit this game, and like nothing happened in the first half, we didn't do anything, um, loads and loads, I, 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 I just, I lost count of how many, you know, misplaced passes and stupid moments and crosses to nobody and all, all this kind of stuff, it just, I don't know um but um anyway that that was that part of the game i suppose um so yeah, anyways take a break we'll come back and i don't know who my man of the matches i need to think about it for a second so we'll be back in a second hi there if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name we've got good news for you with our affiliate link with koalu Back to the show. Alright, we've got slim pickings this week for Man of the Match, or say this week on today. Um some of you might think, oh we'll give it to Casemiro, he scored the goal. I can't give it to Casemiro. Um if we're if we're ignoring the existence of the first half, then I would say Amrabat because he really picked up steam in the second half. I guess I'm gonna go with Delow. He's the one in my memory that kind of stood out the most for doing anything. <laughs> because i'm looking at this team sheet and i'm just well the starting 11 no one really did that no one really did anything of any impact and then there are a few players i'm just like you need to just you need to just leave some of you need to just leave i i will pay some of these players per my own personal money if they will leave this football club um, some of you know which particular one I'm going to point out, and I'll I'll get to that in a second, but there's more than, there's more than just him. Um, so Delow, what would I give him? I'd give him an 8. I don't I don't really think anybody gets above an 8 for this game. Oh no, no, I do think he played really, really well. Sometimes we get to forget about the goalkeeper's performance. I'll give him the same, you know, what? I'll put him next to Delow as like the most contributor, the biggest contributor to the game. I'm going to give him an 8 as well, some really, really good saves. Distribution was okay from what I remember, so there's that, uh, Lindelof and Varane didn't have terrible games, um, didn't do anything particularly special, um, there's a few moments where Lindelof let whoever just go past them, because he's got no pace, but at least we didn't have to watch him at left back, that's um, a bit of relief I suppose, uh, Varane still good on the ball, but off the ball I've still got Problems with him. I just don't think he gets stuck in enough, but I don't think enough of our players do that in the first place. So, um, I'll give Varane a five, and I'll give Lindelof a four. Um, Amrabat. If I'm giving him a score for the first half and then the second half, there will be very different scores. I'm just going to give him a six in that case. Uh, first half, some really, really bafflingly awful. Just yeah, wow. He 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 did some things that was um. Yeah, he did some stuff, didn't he? Uh, almost assisted a opposition's goal in, in the first half. Um, really came into his own, though, in the second half. He just kind of abandoned his left-back position and started playing in midfield, which I don't particularly blame him for. But he went on a couple of good runs, put in a few good three passes. We didn't do anything with any of them, but he did that. So, yeah, literally a six because first half awful, second half, much better. Uh Casemiro, um, again, I just think he's really, really off the pace. I think he's really, really off the pace. I think he needs to go in the summer, and I think we need to replace him with somebody who can do the same thing, but faster and stronger. Um, he got pushed off the ball a lot of times in this game. He can't run back enough. I think he's pushing too far forward as well at points, um, and I don't really understand why that is, so... I'm just confused. Just after this game, I'm just confused about a lot of stuff. But that's Casemiro. McTominay. um, I'll give him a three. Um, I thought he was okay in certain moments. There were little sort of 10, 15 second patches of this game where I thought, oh, we're putting together a good move. And then we just ruined it by doing something really stupid. Uh, So that's McTominay. I'll give him a three fine I've, I've definitely seen him play worse but I have also seen him play a lot better than this but I'll give him a three Anthony um still not brilliant but not awful I'll give him a five um he actually looked like he had an idea of what he was going to do uh when he was going forward didn't always execute said idea but at least looked like he had an idea and a plan I suppose so I'll give him a five um Bruno Fernandes I'm giving another zero two that's three in a row uh, I'm not being hyperbolic. I'm not being biased. I'm not being trying. To, I'm not. I'm not trying to be funny about it. Um, I tell you why I'm not trying to be funny about it because we're now in a situation. Just think. Of, just think about this. When it comes to Bruno Fernandez, right? We're now in a situation where we go. Do we want Liverpool to win their 20th title, or do we want City to win four in a row? And Arsenal would be the preferred third option. But saying that to a Man United fan, do you want Liverpool to have 20 titles? Okay, they will only have two Premier League titles, but in terms of being at the top of a league, which is ultimately what that is, do you want them to have the same amount of you and to have catched up with you? Or do you want City to do what no one has ever done before, including Alex Ferguson and win four in a row? It's like being asked if you want to be punched or kicked. And I've just gotten to a point with players like Bruno, not, not just him, but... People like McTominay, people like maybe Casemiro, people like Lindelof. Um, Where I've had to just kind of, I suppose, just pause for a moment and say, okay, do we ever want to get back to where, like, instead of saying, oh, Liverpool 20 or City 4 in a row, when when do we get back in that conversation? And I just honestly think if we're going to be serious as a football club, a few of the players I pointed out, including others that aren't in the squad or are getting older or whatever, they just need to be replaced. I was watching Bruno today in this game, uh, and I'm putting him out because he's made, me- he's meant to be our main creator. And when I see people like Odegaard and De Bruyne and all these other top players for other other teams, Bruno just doesn't do he just doesn't do those things. And he's he's supposed to be our player that's doing that thing. He's supposed to be our Kevin De Bruyne. He's supposed to be our Odegaard. And he, he's just not anywhere near it. I think he's finished as a footballer, um, performance-wise. He'll still stat pad. He'll still get assists. He'll still get goals. He got an assist in this game. But in terms of his performance, I just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm just over with him, over him. I'm just finished with him. And he'll probably play on Sunday. I know he'll probably play most games from now until the end of the season. He might still be here next season. But someone at Man United has got to wake up and realise that we need to just upgrade on him. Especially considering how important his role is. And look, Casemiro's got a really, really important role. I'm just trying to point out I'm not I'm not picking on Bruno, he's just standing out more than anybody else. Casemiro, CDM. Arguably one of the three most important positions on the pitch, which you would say is maybe striker, goalkeeper, and CDM. The CDM is okay, if your midfield fails to Get the ball. They're supposed to be the player that stands in front of your last line of defence, which is your back four, and do something. And although I still think Casemiro is good enough to do it, he's past the point of being able to do it regularly. I think, um, if 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 that makes sense. And McTominay, he's just not a midfielder anyway. I, I just don't get what he's doing in his team. But yeah, Bruno, I guess I think I think he's finished as a player. I just think and i want to hi- i want to highlight one particular moment and listen to what i'm about to describe and i actually, i don't know how many of you who listen to this watch the game or may- maybe some of you just tune in and you just watch like the highlights of the game or i i don't know let me know feel free to let me know i'm going to describe something that bruno did in this game and tell me if you've seen odegaard or de bruyne do it so Bru- bruno tried to put the ball in the box towards rashford okay that's what he's supposed to do it didn't work for whatever reason got cleared or something and I can't remember how it happened but the ball ended up at Bruno's feet pretty much in the same spot but in this situation Bruno's got his back to the goal and he's got a player right behind him so he's got his back to the goal I don't know why he had his back to the goal but maybe he's trying to control the ball or something Had his back to the goal had a player who's got his front towards him so obviously he's trying to stop him from he's trying to stop Bruno from doing something there was Rashford, Ganacho, I think Anthony, and I think there was one other player on the other side in the opposition's goal. And you could tell the way he kicked it. that he had, he had no idea on, I don't know, where he was aiming it or something. And he booted the ball over his head, like, to try to loop it into the box. But I'm pretty sure he didn't, like take a quick glance to see where anybody was or if he could lay it off to somebody next to him and move or or do something and he's just booted the ball over his head in into the box and i think it was called for offside or something the the move just went completely dead i think the goalkeeper ended up getting it i think it was maybe offside or something but what are you doing what are you doing in in those sort of situations I prefer just keep... The, sometimes, even if it takes you 20 passes or 15 passes and you're passing in and around the box, I'd much rather you sometimes just make the safe option and just keep the ball. Because then if you keep hold of the ball for another 5-10 seconds, there might be a move that opens up at some point. You go, OK, now we pass it into this player. now we score the goal. It's just too much panic. And again, Liverpool 20 or City 4 in a row. I just, well, I, want, I just want knight to be in a better situation. And I just don't think some of these players are going to help us to be able to do that. So anyway, I just thought I'd give an example there. Ganacho, uh, I don't think he was very good in this game. I don't know what's happened to him in the last two games. Um, tried a few things. they didn't work. Um, yeah, it uh, wasn't quite Ganacho's day. Um, I personally think he's maybe just better on the right, to be honest. I, 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 I don't know. But how do you line this team up? Team up with Ganacho on the right. Um, because you can't really play Anthony on the left. Uh, we tried Bruno on the wing, that doesn't work. Um, don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying Ganacho's incapable of playing on the left, he just looks so much more progressive on, on the right hand side. So, I'm gonna give him a four. He, he tried a couple of things, and I appreciate that, I guess, but um. Yeah, just this wasn't quite his day. Maybe you needs to rest. Some players, just as good as they are, sometimes you just need to rest. Um, but we have such a depleted squad at the moment that... I don't know. I don't know who you play there. Because then, okay, you move Rashford to the left. Cool, that works. Who are you putting up front? Um, you could argue... You could argue that... Okay, if you take Gernatio out, you put Rashford on the left, put McTominay up front, and put Cobby in the midfield... But then Cobby's just played like four or five games in a row. But so is Casemiro. But Mount's injured. And um Yeah, we have a depleted squad. So there's that. Rashford, um I don't think he was particularly bad. He just wasn't really quite involved. And he you can put you can put him through the middle, but you can only really do it when the opposition's playing a higher line, so you can pass the ball through to him on goal. And this just wasn't that game, but I think he needs to try... If this keeps going on, obviously, Hoyland's out for another... I think it's two more weeks. Um, If you just want a central person to pass the ball to, I think you've got to just put McTominay up there. Like, for someone to truck the ball to, to chest it down or to header it, Or although saying that, McTominay had about two or three headers that he should have scored in this game, in those usual sort of positions. Um, I think you've just got to put him there and then put... I don't know, Ericsson's available, isn't he? You could maybe put him in midfield... But then a but then the midfield of Eriksen and Bruno Casemiro, that's a bit slow. Well, the two holding players, if you want to call them that. Eriksen and Casemiro, that's a slow combination. Especially against Forrest, they're quite a, a fast team. I'm just trying to throw ideas out there. I'm just trying to throw ideas out there. So, anyway. Uh, what would I give Rashford? I guess I'd give him a five. he was, I thought he was perfectly fine. He should have had a penalty. But it just wasn't really suited to uh, his game. So... Uh, on the bench, I actually don't know who was on the bench. The second game in a row I've just not looked at who's on the bench, so my bad. Uh, Bayende, Collier, who's the young lad who was on the bench before, who didn't get subbed on either. Diallo subbed on, made a couple of mistakes, but I thought he looked quite sharp. I'd like to see him get given more minutes. Uh, Ericsson we didn't see. Evans subbed on, I thought he did all right. Uh, Forson, I thought he was going to be on the bench here for, for this game. I wasn't sure if we'd... Uh, see him or not, Kambuala, Um could have definitely made an appearance, we have a very depleted back line, I think you could get, because I've heard that Kambuala can play at right back, which seems at least somewhat suitable, because he's right footed, I think you could have got away with maybe Amrabat in midfield, Camboila um, at right back and the lower left back, and then you could still just have Lindelof Ryan at centre back, I think you could maybe do that, so... Uh, then Kobe came on, didn't see much of him, but looked alright, and somebody else who's brand new, this is how depleted this squad is, by the way, that we've got two youth players that well, some of us I haven't heard of before, uh, I'm probably gonna butcher his name, apologies, but I'd like to try to give everybody's name a shout, he's called Habib Ognoyai, um, so it's H-A-B-E-E-B, then his surname is O G U N N. E-Y-E. Unfortunately, i never heard of him before. He's probably, a, obviously, in the... It says here his previous games as the under-18s, under, under twenty one. So, he's a youth lad. Um, again, I like to see young players get given a chance, but don't think this was really going to be the game for him. And it says he's a defender. So, maybe we could have used him in this game. But, there we go. Uh, missing players list. Uh, we've got Hoyland, Maguire, Malassia, Martial, Martinez, Mount, Shaw, it's said on this thing for the last couple of weeks that wambasaka has got a knock. I think him and Haaland should be back in the next two to three weeks. But again, the problem is... Okay, you estimate a player's out injured. Their injury is for three weeks. How long does it take them to get back match fitness? Because you can have a player who goes, Oh yeah, I'm fine or not. I'm not injured anymore. But okay, how sharp are you? How much are you going to be able to run around and stuff? So... It could be two to four weeks by the time we see those two return. But we don't know. Alright. Uh, let's hope we can get our shit together a little bit. In these next couple of games. Um, who are those next couple of games against? We've got this team on Sunday. Man City. Yeah. Um, away at the Etihad. I don't know. We, we, we should be able to do that, right? Uh, then home to Everton. Sheffield United. Um, I may as well just read out the... Oh wow, they scheduled our it says a uh club friendly, friendlies for the <laughs> next season. We've scheduled that already. we have just give it up on this season. Um those are for the twenty seventh of, of July. Uh away to City, home to Everton, home to Sheffield United, away to Brentford, away to Chelsea, home to Liverpool, away to Bournemouth, home to Newcastle, home to Burnley, away to Palace, home to Arsenal, and away to Brighton is the final game. Of the season. That Arsenal game could be very, very important for Arsenal. Um, that could be the game that helps them get the title. So, But what we have to do is we have to beat City and we have to beat Liverpool to make sure that those two can't get it. Because ultimately, between the three of them, okay, Arsenal's first title in 20 years. Don't really care. But, Ah man, just trying to pick between... Liverpool twenty and city four in a row. I guess I would choose City four in a row, because I don't really want Liverpool to be equal in titles with us. And you can always just asterisk any you can asterisk anything that city do by just saying 115 charges. So you could just hypothetically, maybe, kind of, write it off. So yeah, you've got four in a row, but how many charges have you got? Whereas Liverpool, okay, you just have twenty you just have the same amount of titles as us. So and look, Alex Ferguson over his Twenty-seven years was it? Gosh, no, no one's going to be a manager for that long ever again. Well, for, for one team, I mean, he works very hard to get us from seven, was it? Yeah, we have twenty, thirteen, so seven. So we must must have had seven league titles before. He got us from that's actually crazy if you think about that, right? So yeah, we've got twenty league titles. Alex Ferguson won the thirteen of them. Oh, god? So, wow. So we have. I've only just sort of really, actually, just realised this. Even though I-, I knew this before, but just realised what this meant. So Liverpool had no, ni- no eighteen titles when he took over. Um. Yeah, I think eighteen because now they have nineteen. They've won one in the last thirty something years. So they had 18, and he went, right, we're going to go from 17 to, well, he ended up at 20. Could have stopped at 19, I suppose, but wanted to wanted to give us a bit of a head start. So he took us from seven league titles to 20. That's absolutely incredible. Um, it's amazing in this day and age where you hear about Klopp and Pep, and like, oh, this is why they're better than Fergie. Um, nah, come on. Just, just do yourself a favor and have a look at what Fergie actually did. Um, especially post the post sort of 08 team disbanding and the Glazers being here is uh, it's crazy that he got us was it two league titles after that yeah pretty pretty incredible anyway it's enough about all that history stuff um yeah City on Sunday see you look at this game and think oh wow what a man City gonna do to you but you know, if you rewind a few months or whatever it was, and we went to Anfield and it was like, right, cool, Liverpool are winning. How how many goals are they going to be? Instead of doing a score prediction, it was how many goals are there going to be? Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, more than ten, and it was 0 Um, I don't know what's going to happen on Sunday. We just got to avoid letting in early goals, and we got to avoid doing what what Luton did, which is giving Haaland half the pitch to do to operate in. Um, so, there we go. Um, yeah. I was just about to turn around and say, was, it, was this game's ten ogs org, ten fault, but we won the game? Does it, it almost doesn't feel like we won the game. It's it's just weird. What a weird game of football. Um, but that can happen. Anyway, let me know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments on this game, or the team, or my thoughts on Bruno, I suppose, if you have thoughts on that. Um... I've seen other people share similar opinions, by the way, and I've seen other people stand by him. Look, if you think Bruno Fernandes is a good footballer and you like him, cool. I don't understand why, but I'm not going to try to take that away from you. So, I just I just watch it. This is one last thing I'll say. I was I was watching this game. And, okay, Lindelof, you need to be replaced. Varane, you probably need to be replaced. Casemiro, McTominay, Bruno... Not the whole squad, but just a lot of the squad. And I was sitting there and I was thinking, like, all these players we get linked with, there are thousands of football players in the world. You think of Spain, Germany, Italy, France, Holland, uh, what other countries are there? Portugal. You've then got obviously like China, you've got Korean footballers, Japanese footballers. Uh, most of those are quite skillful. Don't know why we don't go for more of those. You've got people from Sweden. You've got people from uh, Wales. You've got people from Scotland, um, Australia. Brazil. Did I mention Brazil? Brazil, one of the historically most skillful set of players ever. I was gonna say ever created, but ever to exist. Um, I I really really do wonder what the hell our scouts do. Sometimes. And speaking of like, you know, those skillful sort of Chinese, Korean, Japanese players and all that, and you, you look at you look at those skillful players like Human Sun and Matoma and a few, a few others like that, we had someone like that called Park Ji Sung. And he left when he left. And we just never replaced him with anybody remotely similar. And I'm still confused as to why we didn't do that. Um, I think we could use a, a player like that again in our team and we just I think we look at English talent far too much so I'm like yeah where are more of our okay we've got a lot of Dutch players now but where are the sort of why are we not signing more German players more Brazilian players more yeah Korean Chinese um I mean, forget Saudi um and that league just don't worry about that league um Scottish Irish just, just any, anything outside the box. Um, did I mention Italian, Italy? Any players from those countries? There must be thousands of players in, in the countries and in the areas I've just mentioned. There must be absolutely thousands. Um, honestly, I would send out like 20 scouts or something and say, like, we kind of need a big refresh on this team. Just get, like, here's some of the requirements. Just go to, just fly out a bunch of these people to these countries and just. Honestly, write down as many names as possible and really give these players a good study and we can just give this squad a bit of a shake-up. Some of them, again, because like, like Varane and Casemiro, because um, they're just getting older and they just—I just I just don't feel like they're able to quite keep up anymore. Um, but yeah, anyway, that was a long tangent on whatever, so... Anyway, Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org, Twitter etalk UK. His information in the show notes and a big email box in the show notes as well. Look at that to write in. In the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org, TV, Games, Films, Merry Night Podcast. Uh, got some stuff coming up. There's always stuff coming up. Always stuff on brainstorming and planning and trying to plan when to record and watch stuff and, you know, always watching and playing stuff, so... You never know when something might drop. Uh, Gaming talk this week, of course. We did three episodes in the last week. An earlier episode this week. A special last week. A retro episode. Talked about Amazon recently. Did a TED season review. Talked about Mr and Mrs Smith twice. Uh, Got lots and lots of podcasts. So please check them out. Please support what we're doing here on the different platforms. You can either listen to more stuff that we're doing. uh, Support us that way. Um, So check out that stuff. Let other people know about our content. Word of mouth, social media. Again, if something men- if somebody mentions something we podcasted on, please tell them. Uh, Patreon, $5, $10 level tiers, ad-free podcast review options, look for that as well if you'd like to. TV and Film News, over on GeekTown.co.uk and GeekTown Radio on Tuesdays, that's for your TV and your film news. Beck's on hiatus at the moment, but you can still go and subscribe to her on YouTube, follow her on Twitch and all the other platforms, uh, Trista B-Y-T-E-S. Uh, speaking of Game Mistress, who joined us, uh, Teresa joined us on the Retro episode, you can find her at Game Mistress across all the usual platforms so go and support what she's doing she does retro game stuff so go and check that out me over on twitch at etalk uk i might have some updates interesting updates on that soon uh but mainly youtube stuff streaming over there and uh that's where the gameplay clips and stuff get posted to youtube Entertainmental plays that's it thanks for watching um i don't know if i'll release anything between now and sunday which seems like a Few days away, I might I might do one or two podcasts. I've got I've got two things in mind. I might do. Uh, just depends when I sit down to record them. So maybe in the next couple of days. If not, I'll see. Uh, well, not at the Etihad because no nobody goes to the Etihad. <laughs> but um, I'll see you on Sunday for whatever the hell happens on Sunday against Manchester City. Just remember, just just keep this in mind as the very last thing. We all assume. You played bad against Forest. That means City are going to beat you 6-0. It doesn't always work that way. Football works in very, very mysterious ways. So the question is, who's going to be fit and available for it, I suppose? Anyway, thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Goodbye.